there's also the, the backlash of any kind of spiritual practice, because with any kind of spiritual practice, with any kind of progressive path idea, you emphasize, you solidify the I. And even worse, the I claims spiritual experiences. So the I, the narrative self, let's say, the narrative self uses spiritual practice to puff itself up. Ask me again in 10 years. <laughs> uh, Personally, I have a sense that at one point, and in, in like in the last 10, in, since 2018, what I have observed here is, it's a bit of a kind of rhythm of sometimes going more into the progressive path practices, and sometimes um, just being here, not knowing where here is, not knowing who is here. And I, 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 I don't know why that is happening, but I have a sense that it could be at one point that it is necessary to, uh, to really To really be here. But that's really scary. And for me, one of the fears is where do where how do how do I get my food if I'm just here? Because then I have nothing to say. And I can just talk about myself because, you know, I have appreciated all, uh, all the time that we all have our own journey and we are finding our path by making it. So I, I've never believed that there is like a trodden path and you can just walk behind a guru or something and do just exactly the same. <laughs> uh, definitely I... I, I didn't, I never believed that. There's a beauty also in this, in all these progressive teachings. They are so beautiful. It's like poems, it's like music. And some people like to listen to that. I, I like, I like to listen to that. That's all I'm interested in. Even if I would say, come on, just, just watch. I don't know. I mean, there's so much to watch. Yeah, like, I just watch football. You know, it's like, but I'm just not interested. I'm interested in teachings. That's what I watch. That's for me the most beautiful poem, the most beautiful song. I love to watch teachings. I love to watch other teachers. It's a piece of art for me. And I don't mind if that is a Christian or a Buddhist or a, I don't mind. It's so beautiful. All these different voices praising God in all kinds of languages and all kinds of words. And, uh, but maybe Maybe I, I, I could be also someone who would like to watch, to see buildings and appreciate that, that voice of God. So I, I, I don't want to encourage anyone. Uh, 
and there is a no there's a kind of premature letting go of the seeking. It's like, uh, okay, I just stopped seeking. No, the stop, the seeking stops when you are found. When you found, then then the seeking stops. It's not like a decision. Okay, I just let. I just, I just stop practicing. I have under intellectually, I have understood this through so practicing. I solidify the sense of I. I solidify the sense that this is not it. I need to practice to get there. I just stop it, and I'm deeply dissatisfied. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so maybe then it's better to eat placebos, uh, to, to, to nurture you. And then, um, and then waiting. I always give a different answer to that question, so depending of uh, depending on what is happening here. Do you want to say something to that? Yeah, <clears throat> I'm thinking it's impatience somehow, like intellectual impatience. Yeah. That I progressed a certain way in my. Yeah, yeah. And now there's more, like you're saying, like there's an impatience. Mm. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I understood it's a waste of time, so why not? Yeah, yes. Stop wasting it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Enjoying the flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and when that is uh, possible to enjoy the flowers, then that's also going to happen. Uh, so I don't think it's like a, uh, this or that. It, it can be also like a like a rhythm in that uh, and a change in that. It's not, I have a sense, it's not in, in my hands. If there would be a, like a, there would be a method, a technique, a teacher who 100% gives results to everyone. Uh, I would be there. I would be at the feet of that teacher. <laughs> <laughs> the best teacher is huh? Sorry? The best teacher is suffering. Those that suffer the most seem to become enlightened. That's, that's also an interesting observation. Yes, I agree with that. And I have seen it also. And uh, you know, people I have worked with uh, who, who were in that place of complete, full-on suffering. It was so difficult for me not to fix, not to control, not to try to help, but to trust the process. How difficult it was for that person who experienced that suffering, I can't imagine. But some people, some people did. And I... I mean, I, I, I had this one, the one guy I was talking with. I don't know how long, two, three years. Darkness, darkness, 
darkness every day and suddenly gone and nobody understood why or how what contributed to that it was just like being underwater and and wow i bow to that patience <laughs> i mean uh, from his side particular yeah Yeah, and do you think uh, on, there would be uh, some benefit for that person to do something, accept suffering, like learn some mindfulness practice and some breathing, doing some yoga? Yeah, yeah. I have the same sense, but yeah. but in this case, nothing was no I. I spent about one year trying to put something into the system. Nothing was taken. No, to completely, complete, completely trust that I have to experience this. Yeah. So experiences like that, uh, you know, seeing other people healing through uh, just through presence. Yeah, this really, uh, <coughs> this really uh, increased my, you know, my trust or my my faith into into presence. But it's hard, and not only for, I mean, it's most hard for the person going through this, but it's also difficult for everyone around. Is there something, uh, something else? Particularly if that, what I just said, didn't make any sense at all. So right now I'm in this situation that I can't say something about what I want to talk about. And if I talk about something, then, <laughs> then, then, uh, then I solidify things too much. So that what I want to share, I can't talk about. It's undescribable, ungraspable. So I need to get my shit together. Yeah, that's always good as a meditation teacher. I can always take a break where I can say, so let's meditate. <laughs>
So in, in, a, in a place, when you are here, when you are here, not knowing where here is, then even the, this saying, saying something like, I want to awaken for the sake of all beings, is just really meaningless. Because I say I and then it's already gone. <laughs> There's no, there's no ground to continue the sentence. This is like, I, and it's like this. So what to say? For the intellect, that's very frustrating. So anything uh, I can talk about? Yeah. I have, I'm sorry, I'm not so knowledge about this uh, area. That's a good start. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so why is it so important to get this awakening? Um. What what is important to get for you? Um, quiet life. Hmm. Quiet life. Yeah. A meaningful life. Hmm. Without meaning. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a quiet life or? Not right now. Not right now. Mm. So, m could be that awakening means a quiet life. I mean, so if you would ask around, around many, uh, there's many, con there's many ideas of what is meant by this name, awakening, mm -hmm. uh, and awakening. So what is awakening, and to what? Yeah? Mm -hmm. So waking up, yeah. So you're waking up from sleep into, into what? Uh, But quiet life sounds good, sounds very good for me. So that, that would be waking up from a restless life, busy life, into the quiet life. And, uh, and, and, and that would be, it would be also coming with the recognition nothing in your life needs to change to have a quiet life. So maybe you think, oh, in order to have a quiet life in the future, because I don't have a quiet life now, I need to move to, into the countryside and I need to work less. And, uh, but, but you can be have, you can have a, horrible, busy life somewhere alone in the countryside because it's internal. Yeah. Uh, so it must be, so the quiet life must be something else, a genuine quiet life must be something else than 
um, changing your circumstances because then it would be also a dependent quiet life, dependent on certain circumstances, which will change because circumstances always change. I mean, you, you, you move into the countryside, into this, into this nice house, and you have your garden, and then they buy, build a highway. <laughs> Just there. And somehow life always does that. Yeah. Uh, So awakening here would be something like to recognize the quiet, the quiet, the, the silence or the stillness wherever you are, independent from what is happening around you. And and it, so if you, and then if that is recognizable, it means also it is here already, it is available in this moment. It's just not being recognized. And also, uh, there's, you know, there's all kinds of maps of awakening, but I don't think awakening is this one thing. It's like a, it has many different flavors, it many different depths. Uh, so, and it's a process. And so, for example, Like, I could take an example like this. So, I could sit here right now and I could feel very, very uncomfortable. I could like feel, wow, they, they all, I don't think they get what I'm saying. I think they, I think they feel I'm stupid. Oh shit, what I'm going to do now? They, they are not coming, they, they will not come back. They, they, yeah, so I could sit like this. Yeah. And in fact, some of you think like that. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, could be, I could be heavily disturbed by that. Yeah, and so then there's this shrinking. And with this shrinking comes this, the, the, the what about me character in the movie becomes huge. And, and I, I, I completely lose con contact with you. You kind of disappear. And from that view, I also read in your eyes judgment. And that's definitely distorted because, you know, even if there's that judgment in some, there's also just tiredness <laughs> in the eyes of others. <laughs> they, don't, they just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Bored, yeah? But not, not like negativity. So I could sit like that. And I could, I, I, this could be hell, this, this moment particular exploring what I'm exploring right now. Because I, it doesn't make sense what I say. Yeah. So waking up would mean to just let it drop. And completely different situation. Suddenly, I'm in, this, I'm in the same place. Suddenly, I see people. I feel connected. I feel love. And it is recognized that there's no, nothing here to defend. You are me. So that is the waking up, waking up from the nightmare of self-centeredness into the aliveness of connectedness.
And this could be something which, uh, which happens more and more. I was in hell the first 10 years of teaching. Ah, yeah, but suffering, suffering is your teacher. And uh, and the only thing which kept me here was Lama Sopa. He just insisted. And and somehow, uh, I don't know how, for for these years, I trusted his decision more than my own. And uh, so I just, I just learned to be with panic attacks. I mean, not full blown. That's something else. But like blackouts and stuff like that. Sweating, sitting here. I'm the monk. <laughs> sweating. <laughs> And so, talking about uh, making suffering meaningful, yeah, which is part of the Lojong teaching, I'm an expert now to talk with people who have fear of public speaking. I really understand it. And I can share a little bit of what helped me. And also, I have the good message. It's a beautiful message. It can stop. It can completely stop. I, I don't prepare. I don't have any thoughts of, oh, on Friday I will go to, to, to Orbo. I, I, I start to think about it like an hour before, like yesterday when I came up with a topic of peace. But there's no anxiety in it. So it's definitely possible. And of course, the things I did, it's not maybe necessary, the ones, the things which help, would help you, but uh, it's something I can talk about with people and I can at least appreciate how it feels because I have been there. So that's like the, this is in the Lojon teaching, one of the benefits of suffering, making suffering meaningful, uh, is um, the simple truth that it is our suffering, our struggle, which are the, the ground for, for genuine understanding of others. Uh, and and You suffer for all of us when you suffer. And, and, and trying to find some relief in your suffering, uh, whatever we do to relieve suffering, that's something you learn and that's something you can share with others. I mean, you, if you work with people, and we all in a way work with people, we can understand them because we have been in similar places. We know how it feels. So this, uh, this reframing of suffering from something which is useless, which prevents you to be productive, which prevents you to be to, to, to rise on top on top of the ladder in your company or something like that. Uh, that that's so harmful, that kind of thinking. It's it's an honorable job to suffer. It's your job. And you do it for all of us. So that's, uh, that could be part of the reframing of a, a, a crisis in, in your life.
Yes. Those kind of answers. What did help you when you were a teacher? Uh, to teach. Uh, uh, you. What helped me? Yeah, to get out of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Mm. Feeling my feelings, that was the first. So, probably you too remember. Uh, I know that was probably, it started to change. But uh, for many years, I had to start every teaching with sharing how I feel. <laughs> that was my only way to be with it. And, and the strange things happen, the strange thing happened, instead of disconnecting from people, I connected with them. More vulnerable I was with my sweating. I, 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 for years I didn't dare to drink something during the teaching because it was like this. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's horrible. You sit there, yeah? And, yeah? Now I don't care. I mean, I, it's still sometimes like this, but I don't mind. I, I, I love, uh, I, I like, uh, I, I like shaking in people. It, it makes me tender. I like it. I like when people are a bit awkward and strange and broken. I, I really appreciate that. I enjoy, I mean, I, I like it. So that's, that was my, yeah, so feeling my feelings, uh, exploring anxiety in, in, in the, with, with exact the ways I, I taught, you know, going into the energy. What, why is it so difficult to be with this? Yeah, there's this and this. Yeah, but, okay. Is it really dangerous? Yeah, it's, it's a bit unpleasant, you know, but it's, it's okay. It's just something and I know it will pass because it has been, it has, it passed so far all the time, 100%. So it's, it's good to have faith that it will pass again, <laughs> based on evidence. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, since I, I, I started early to become interested in the practice of Tonglen, you know, the giving and taking, then, okay, with the in-breath you take it in, you, 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 you are present with, and um, and then breathing out and wishing everyone here to be free of that kind of anxiety. And uh, so when that subsided a little, I actually started to miss it because it was such a good way to connect with people. I, I must admit, I sometimes made it up even. <laughs> because it's, it's, it's really, I mean, to, to, to connect with people is, uh, is about to be vulnerable, to show yourself. Yeah. Of course, I, I lose all the mindfulness, productivity, focus, uh, I, it needs to be, uh, they are all gone, you know, they, they don't turn up. <laughs> they, they think it's completely boring what I do. Yeah. Yeah, but those who somehow uh, continue to come, it's usually people who appreciate uh, vulnerability. How come you don't feel it? Yeah, that, that was him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm sure about that. 
because uh, you know, if I would have followed my own decision, I would be a hermit. That's what I'm born to. <laughs> I'm a natural born hermit. <laughs> when, when people say, like, uh, like a meditator somewhere in, in a cave, yeah? That's what I. That's what I was born to. That's what I was born to into this life. And uh, you know, some people they you know there's a you know when you read about retreat and so on, you hear ah retreat is so hard and you have to face your demons and things like that. For me, it's just pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> and I can be on under the. I mean, I I did uh, like a a two-year retreat in a, in a small hut in Switzerland. And there was nothing there. I, I had no heating. I had no water. I mean, I, there was a source, a water source, but I had to go there and, and pick up the money. I, I had just very little food, the most simple. Yeah. And I was, I was just a hermit. And if you are a hermit in in this uh, in a in a tradition like in the Tibetan tradition, uh, it's um, it, I mean it's like a how to say it's a respectable thing to do. So it's not like that in the tradition. Some people would think, "Oh, this is really a waste of your life to be a hermit." What is about helping people? It is not like that. You are you you are in a line of giants when you are a hermit in the Tibetan tradition. So you feel really good about yourself. <laughs> so. Yeah. But then, of course, when you are in when you are in a situation like this, which is unbearable, then uh, then you try to do something with it. You try to make your best out of it, and that learning process that was also very rewarding. Yeah, so there was joy in that. It became a kind of exploration. So I was listening to the teachings. And then I'd, I, I try to apply them with the challenge I had. I mean, that was not the only challenge, yeah? But it was because I, I mean, I'm, I'm teaching full time. I, I mean, this is more like a, this is not just a 40 hours job. I have no break. If you would look at my calendar, you wouldn't believe it. I, I have to look. I have to look for for a day where the, where there was nothing. Um, so I had to find a, a way to, and with that I, I learned a lot. So that that's the thing. That's one of the most important things. This uh, applying the rain model. Yeah, I've mentioned that. You can look that up. It's it's like a, a way to talk about mindfulness practice. You know, Tara Brach is teaching that a lot. So, and Tonglen and loving kindness. You know, and all the practices I have. And uh, and because I was in that pressure cooker, I it, I, uh, I immediately noticed if there was some relief, if I if there, if it was meaningful. The, this practice. And then uh, it also inspired me to be creative with this practice as I had to apply them to, to my condition, to my, to my psychological history, to my, to my, uh, to, to, who are, who, to who this, this being is. So that's why some of the practices I teach now, the way I practice them, it's, it's different than you would get it from other, like from teachers who would teach it in the way they have learned it. I'm not doing that. I'm teaching these practices in the way I 
benefited from them. And it seems for some people that's quite helpful. At least I encourage them to, towards that creativity. Uh, so then, another thing was, I started to see what I want to defend sitting here is an image. I wanted to defend the image of the, the cool meditation teacher. An idea, like an Instagram profile. I wanted to defend an Instagram, Instagram profile. I was busy with worrying about how I appear. And I wanted to appear in a certain way. And probably I still do, I, but I'm not suffering from it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like, Shit. And and sometimes when you see, when you recognize that, I, I don't remember if it was, I, I, I think it was a process. Yeah. It was not like just seeing it and then boof. It was just a process. It was a process of slowly, and then how, so, how stupid, you know, to think something like, oh, yeah, I'm a psychologist. Who am I to teach these people anything if they would know the mess of my life? <laughs> yeah? This is a, it's, it's so much stress in, psych, in young, young psychologists with this. Yeah. Trying to be someone else than they are trying to live up to an image of what you think, in my case, a I'm also a psychologist, so... Uh, well, I studied psychology. Um, so I, then I realized how stupid that is. How, un well, how unnecessary. Because actually the people I want to be around or I want to have in the rooms where I am is, uh, is people who, who are tired of faking. And if I fake, then I get other kinds of people. And so that was that was another, and that was also quite some years ago. And then, uh, and then a, a real shift happened. Then, and in that time, and this stopped about two years ago, or one and a half years ago. In that time, I was always teaching some, or saying something like that. I'm experiencing anxiety, and I will experience anxiety, social anxiety, on and off for the rest of this life. And I really said it, and I completely accepted that. I, I said it like for two years or something like that, but I really accepted that. I, I, I just accepted I am a human being, and I will experience anxiety on and off, social anxiety on and off for the rest of this life. It was not true. <laughs> Back then, it seemed to be true. And, and in, in, that, in, that, uh, in that statement, this is like this, this is the radical acceptance also Tara Brach talks about. really accepting being a human. 
and uh, and then what then really made a difference i think that in itself is i think part of that shift of really coming to a place where i was not only saying i was saying it again and again and that's of course the you know the it's it, i mean it's such an amazing thing to sit here from that point of view because you know i'm a teacher who 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 is learning what he's teaching. There's a, Lama Sopa is not a teacher who is learning what he is teaching. He mastered what he is teaching. But it's, a, it's valid. It's valid to be a teacher who is learning what he is teaching and who is learning while he is teaching. It's not, uh, it's not like, oh, I shouldn't teach this because I have not mastered it. No. That, that is also a way to teach. But uh, that's not how I, how I teach. I teach what I'm learning. And while I teach, I learn. Yeah, so what then made... Uh, like a, what brought a shift, I don't know how it exactly happened. This is just speculation. So part of that is, I think, this uh, insistent, insisting on embracing, insisting on, on, on finding a yes with how I feel. And this is really also supported you know, by, by all the insights of other teachers. I mean, you... you a lot, a lot, you know, many teachers talk, talk about the healing power of allowing, accepting, and so on. And uh, but so, but part of this shift then was really a deeper insight into no self. And that was about one and a half years ago. And then suddenly, not kind of from one day to the next, but I started to notice it, it was most impressive with, uh, uh, with uh, individual clients I work with, with, with talks. I had this anticipatory, anticipatory, you say? Yeah, anticipatory. Anxiousness uh, when I have when I had an appointment with some people less, with some people more, but with everyone. The extrovert of you might not be able to resonate with that, but the introvert they they will. Yeah? And suddenly I notice, hey, there's something wrong with me, <laughs> and it was so strong at one point. I was talking with my supervisor and I said to him, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. The price is too high. I just stop it. I just, I just continue to teach and that's it. I'm not talking with people anymore. So, and then I notice, wow, something is wrong with me. I'm not, I'm not afraid. And then I started to notice when I was looking in my calendar, oh, tomorrow evening you talk with this and this person. Well, that's great. I'm looking forward. <laughs> I really do. And this, this is amazing. No, I, I, because at one, at one point I, I was thinking this is so much you. This will be like this for the rest of your life. And there's some relief in it, yeah, in that. And then, and then suddenly it's gone. And I was like one month, it's, it's gone. <laughs> Two months, <laughs> one year, now one and a half year. And I, who knows, maybe it will come back. So that... Uh, 
and it has to do it has to do with uh, like some kind of some little shifts uh, in uh, in my insight into no self um, but maybe it was just a gift from god i, I don't know <laughs> maybe god just decided to say uh, so okay, enough of this there's, there's other challenges you can learn from So, talking about awakening, this is this really feels like an awakening. To awake from the nightmare of social anxiety into looking forward to talk with people. So like it don't have to be your whole life is an awakening, but it could be themes in the yeah. Yes. Yeah, and themes and also uh, levels of your beingness. Yeah, so like, uh, so we are so multi-dimensional processes, uh, and a lot of them is not even conscious. Yeah, so th that's why I, I have a sense that that awakening of the different themes and of the different. Uh, wounded aspects of myself and, and, and things like that, uh, that that is an ongoing journey. And, and, but you start to notice that you travel a bit lighter. I definitely, since one and a half li uh, years, I definitely travel lighter. And there's still, I mean, there's still a lot to wake up. Yeah. Okay, so let's have a break. Thank you for the g making me talk. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>